everyone. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Welcome to OMG Stop. I'm Krista. I'm Jamie. And today, Sorry, <laughs> we, where we, you can say the topic, Krista. <laughs> it was your idea. <laughs> We're just like, talking over to the whole time, guys. I'm sorry. Basically, guys, today's episode is going to be about things that we did with our spare time in college versus things that we do in our spare time now. And again, spare time, guys, basically can be considered anything aside from maybe whatever your standard work hours are, bathing, eating, blah, 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 kind of like we're gonna, mandatory required appointments and such. There's a lot of ways I feel like, especially now, since the virus of Jamie and I have mentioned on previous episodes, how, again, a lot of the ways our daily life has changed since it, but also just the fact that, guys, since being in college and post-grad, and in general in our 20s, the way you spend your time is very interesting. I feel like a bunch of different people, and I think it's just kind of like a fun little, like, human survey to kind of pay attention to. So we want to kind of get into that today. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so I guess, Jamie, one of the, I guess, guys, okay. Now, again, guys, Jane and I have mentioned different college stuff. Jane, you want to start with, I guess, starting in college? Yeah. So what did you do when you had free time in your college? Even though you say you don't, you never had free time in college, Krista. You had a free time somewhere to have some adventures. Okay, rewind. Okay, we'll rewind. A couple of things. I this is, like, super nerdy, but I'm, like, such a super freak. Um, okay, A, I'd either spend time working on my resume because I'm such a cool kid <laughs> late at night. Now, that wasn't, like, fun spare time, but I was, like, you know, okay. If I wasn't interning going to class, or working part-time, or, you know, working on campus, as we mentioned before, from, like, being student ambassadors and such. Um, a, dancing on campus. Maybe that's a pastime of mine, because, <laughs> I mean, I know anytime we had uh, in the breezeway, sort of, guys, we had in college kind of like a set hour or a block of time where most people didn't have class. I think mostly everybody didn't. Maybe some design kids would have stuff. It's kind of funky, but you know what I mean, Jamie? Yeah, because it's, their schedule is a little bit different than ours. I'd be moving around, guys, either dancing around campus or, um, I mean, otherwise, guys, I guess I definitely I go running a lot, Jamie, I think, for pastime. Maybe I haven't discussed that. I used to run, guys. I mean, again, I mean, I've never been, I guess, um, everyday kind of runner. But, I mean, again, I've always kind of, I feel like, flirted with running in my life. It's kind of been like a kind of long-term friendship <laughs> with running. Um, I've run a lot, I feel like, on the weekends, mainly Sundays. I think also in college, Jamie, um, I know all the time, but a lot of times either some of my, um, some friends that you and I didn't have similar friends, we did, but not for the same group that maybe I'd go out to dinner with sometimes on like a Friday night or Saturday night every once in a while. A couple other girl classmates that I had that were also advertising marketing communications, we'd go out to dinner a couple times or, um, I mean, I go to concerts a lot of times during college, um, but that tended to be during the week. Fun fact, inconvenient with life scheduling, but I was always out late, I guess, with those kind of things. Or also sometimes, I guess I would just, a lot of times, Jamie, on my own, like, wander around. On the weekends especially, I know you love to kind of explore, of course, too, and kind of go to Soho and everything. I loved, I know, especially early on FIT, and even a little bit as we got older, too, throughout the years of college. I just love to kind of think about my weekends, either maybe checking out a new um, store of this or a new place for that, you know, maybe less a food place and more kind of either um, like either a fashion accessories related place or, you know, shoe related store for that or like a little bit of beauty, I feel like, and kind of skincare, but just kind of like general different kind of like things, something that appealed to me, you know, every once in a while also, um, I loved Jamie and Flatiron going to um, ABC Home and Carpet every once in a while to look at all the different designs. Um, I love interiors, so. I love that kind of like, that kind of eye for design. It's just really cool. Like, I love to be visually stimulated by that kind of stuff. Also, I would go, Jamie, to Barnes & Noble, actually. Oh, I forgot about all these things. I don't want to be, like, spilling off too many things at once. I want you to share some. Um, I also would spend, I guess, like, usually, guys, once a month when, like, the new issues would come out of magazines, fashion magazines. But I would just also check out a variety of magazines. Back before the virus and back before, I think, Barnes & Noble, I think they've like even adjusted before the virus to having all the benches for everyone to sit and read, you know what I mean, kind of spending their whole day there. Um, I, a lot of times, depending on me, I didn't have people plans or certain things with friends going on. Take time for myself on the weekend. I'd spend like three to five hours just literally on, I think, the third floor of Barnes & Noble, um, right there in Union Square, and um, I would just like pull a bunch of magazines, ranging from Psychology Today to different cooking magazines, different health stuff, to um, a lot of different like main fashion publications, especially Marie Claire and such, and pick it up and read it, maybe even not even cover to cover, just kind of skim through and pull up different information. Definitely wanted to be fresh on the ads a lot of times, like the fashion ads, and also like 
I shop for products a lot based on the ads because I'm a freak and I love all of the content of a magazine. I eat that up. So I guess Jamie a lot, maybe like some of those kind of like maybe individual stuff, but yeah, magazine reading stuff. Um, I liked also like going to FIT bookstore. I like to look at magazines there in between classes. Oh my God. Is that a weird little fact? <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> Oh my god, I love your secret stuff. Jamie, one time I ran into our friend, um, Jen, hello. Like, I think I run into her randomly only in the FIT bookstore. Like, I feel like if not in the breezeway, but we're both looking at magazines. I don't know, like, maybe you have a class, you know what I mean? And you, maybe you have, like, an abstract, like, hour 45, maybe 30 in between. You kind of, I would grab Jamie with my declining balance. I'd grab an ice cream tea, shaken. I lived on that at Starbucks. Um, sweet and ice cream tea. <laughs> and then I'd get like some baked good because secret fat kid and like terrible diet in college. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, that's a whole meal for lunch. Psh, terrible. And then I'd like go literally, if I didn't have like a 2010 meeting or I didn't have Jamie either, you know, either a random ambassador thing or dance-a-thon kind of meeting I'd have weekly and stuff too a lot other friends of ours during that time in Terry's office, then yeah, I'd go to FIT Barnes & Noble U because it was close by, you know, now I could still be able to like, hey, had a three o'clock class, just like, I didn't want to go back and forth a lot to like Kaufman, I feel like during the day. Yeah, I, I definitely feel you on, on that for sure. Yeah, how do you feel yeah. for your college schedule? I mean, that was sort of like a scattered ball of things, but. Yeah, no, mine was kind of similar actually. My freshman year, I, funny you mentioned Barnes & Noble, but I was, so familiar with the Upper West Side because that's where my mom's friends lived and I was so used to going up there and it was so easy to walk up there that was like my exercise that I would walk up to the Barnes and Noble on the Upper West Side and I would like well it's now Century 21 but I would go and just read you know like you said get a coffee read magazines and see what was going on. Uh, so I used to do that like a lot freshman year. And then once we got to Kaufman, because the High Line was so new and we were so close to it, I used to go and walk the High Line all the time on the weekends, especially if I was really anxious with school. I would just kind of go and walk around, walk down to meatpacking, maybe kind of like walk around, maybe walk around there, maybe go into the West Village a little bit and then walk back up to Kaufman. And then kind of like you said, go out to dinner with friends, especially as I got older. I had uh, a friend who always loved to explore new restaurants. And so we would always go to like some cool restaurant that she found out about, or we would go and get crazy desserts somewhere. Like I remember going to Max Brenner in college quite a bit. That was such a great place to like get dessert and stuff or going to Pinkberry late at night and getting Pinkberry and, and little things like that. But the one thing I should probably mention is that one of my favorite pastimes, and I need to tell the story of how I got of how I got into this, is I basically used to stalk celebrities at their hotels. <laughs> now <laughs> let me tell you how I got into this. because so, it needs to, it it'll make sense after I tell the story. Okay. So a week, about, was it a week? About a week before we started at, at FIT, I had won passes through the Jonas Brothers fan club to go to a Camp Rock 2 performance at Good Morning America. Because I got those passes a week later, I was able to also get tickets to go to Lincoln Center to go to the Camp Rock 2 movie premiere. I had front row seats. And they did a surprise concert after, and Nick Jonas's crotch was in my face. And I was, like, the happiest kid alive. It was my dad's birthday. My dad was such a good sport and went with me. I was, like, it was – I, I was in shock the whole time. So, <laughs> I have a photo. His crotch is literally in my face, and I was just, like, oh, my God. What is happening right now? I was the, I like, I was, I was in shock. I was in shock. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. And Joe Jonas touched my hand. I was like, ah! Ah! what is this? It was great. It was great. My dad and I got to walk the, like a red carpet too. It was so cool. That's but, amazing. But anyway, um, so the first week when you move into FIT, with orientation, which is so much fun, is you basically get like almost 10 days, at least as well, an orientation leader. As a student, you have like a week of no classes and you have a week to just like do whatever you want. And so most kids would go and like get stuff at Bed Bath & Beyond, or maybe we would do trips for people through student ambassadors. But the Jonas Brothers were still in town. And my friend and I knew this. 
and we went up to Trump Tower and Columbus Circle where they were staying. And my friends and I, we went there, tried to see them. We saw their parents. And then there I met my friend Taylor, who at the time was running the um, jo uh, FIT Loves Jonas Brothers Club. That was a real club on campus. And then we ended up going to the London Hotel, which is a few blocks away from the Trump Tower Hotel. And we saw, we saw Jerry Springer. We saw David Archuleta come in there. We met some of the cast from Camp Rock because they were staying there. So my friend and I were like, oh my God, we have time to actually do this now. Because this is when with Twitter and through paparazzi pics, you could very easily find where celebrities were staying in the city. So my friends and I basically start, we've met different people that were very into this, like kids our age. And we essentially, if a celebrity was in town, we would go and find them. And one, one of the coolest experiences was Demi Lovato when we were, soft, I think we were in soft, when we were sophomores or juniors. One of her albums came out. She'd just come out of rehab the first time. She announced she was doing an album signing at 10 p.m. at the Best Buy in Union Square. My friend and I, like, rushed down there. Her mom was there. She met every single person. It was just a bunch of college kids because um, there was a dorm. Uh, one of the NYU dorms was having a fire drill. So, like, a bunch of kids, like, it just kind of worked out. And it was so nice because it wasn't, like, a bunch of little, like, teeny fangirls. It was all, like, college kids. Got to meet her, get a picture with her. It was amazing. But I, this is how I met people. I met Nick Jonas over the course of four years about five times. <laughs> um, and one time my friend and I went into the city during winter break and we waited six hours outside of his hotel to meet him. I have a great picture though of me and Nick Jonas and we look like we could make a very good couple. So move over, Priyanka. <laughs> move over. And then I have a picture of Joe Jonas and no joke, I look like I'm related to him and it's like kind of freaky. Um, <laughs> I look like I could be his cousin. But anyway, I used to stalk these celebrities and it was hilarious. It was really fun. I spent so many hours just waiting around and it got to the point where it was, it just got so old. And then Nick Jonas actually moved into an apartment building a few blocks away from our college. So I used to run into him at Starbucks when I wasn't even trying to, or one time I remember I was walking down the street. I, I think I was meeting Danielle at Starbucks and I was walking down the street and he was walking the opposite, the opposite way and I'm on the phone with her. I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm on my way. Oh, Nick just passed. And this girl, this high school girl screamed because she couldn't believe it was him. Wait, Jamie, someone nearby that heard you on the phone or someone that- no, like, like a girl saw him and screamed because she couldn't believe it was him and he was just like ignoring her. He was like, it all or no? Like totally exposed? Like, no. no he had no glasses. I mean, he, he used to work at the, at the gym that was on 23rd Street. Um, there was, do you remember, um, yeah, I forgot the chain. It was like David something and they closed like out of nowhere and all these people like lost a bunch of money. There was a, it was a big controversy. They closed even before COVID. It was very odd. And then they turned it into a crunch. David Barton. David Barton. Yes. Me. Because Mark Jacobs also used to go there. Fun fact. <laughs> yes. Yes. I remember they, they closed like last year two years ago like out of nowhere and all these people lost their memberships and money and like they weren't told the gym was closing it was a very odd thing you mean i think remember i think that happened to you when i was still in the city or i just barely okay. think i know that seems maybe it wasn't that far ago do you remember someone that told me that because um, there also used to be david barton you jamie also you're talking about the one like off of seventh is that what you're saying i think yes or off of seventh and 23rd that's where also I saw Mark Jacobs outside of one time. Yes. Oh my God. Nick went there too. I never knew it was like a big thing for much people, but it must have been, I guess. Yeah. But, but yeah, I used to stalk celebrities. I'm trying to think of like some memorable moments. I, I remember waiting for Joe Jonas outside of Trump Soho and we saw John Stamos and Ryan Seacrest. No way. That was interesting. I have a lot of really funny Facebook photos, and it, it became a thing, and my mom's best friend was a celebrity in the 80s, and I told her I was doing this, and she was like, well, like, who cares? If you're having fun, you're having fun. Like, that's hilarious. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> but aside from that, I think – you could have like a whole thing off of it now, like a whole business off of it. You know what I mean? Oh my God. Yeah. Now I think it's a lot harder because, well, actually maybe easier now, especially with Instagram stories and things. 
a lot of celebrities have to be really careful with that stuff. But the other thing too is, yeah, I mean, even now, like I know we're, we're, when Nick, when Nick and his wife were living here in the city, like I would see paparazzi photos and I knew exactly where their apartment was. Really? Yeah. Like their apartment's in Tribeca and I know she lives in like the four seasons. It's like a hotel and a residence. It's so funny. It's like for all everybody listening, guys, basically it's like, I mean, A, like Jamie, yeah, she had to go out of her way a bit, guys, for this kind of thing. But also I think Jamie maybe should make an announcement. Like, you guys, if you live in New York City, it's not like it's that wild to see a celebrity because it's just people are there. They're just there. Jamie, you know what I mean? It's like, so dude, when I was walking with my parents once up to Magnolia on Upper West Side, actually, too, we passed Steve Gutenberg, who like I knew from It Takes Two. Long Island. Really? Oh, my God. I think you told me that before, and I was like, oh, my God, you'll love, of course. But, yeah, you see people, A, like that. Jimmy, I ran to Tina Fey near Lincoln Center one time, like, casual. You know what I mean? Like, A, that happens, Jimmy, kind of thing, like, every day. But also, you, again, as you mentioned before, guys, beyond, like, you know, kind of maybe different premieres and fun opportunities Jamie was involved in with that, also, Jimmy, volunteering at Fashion Week you and stuff beyond FITV said before, dude, the amount of random people, even I'm saying inside of the tents, just, like, around certain things when, you know, movie premieres, certain whatever kind of events happening at different stores and whatever, fashion's night out. Like, there's so many situations where just, like, you know, noteworthy people happen to kind of cluster. Yes, and it's very hard compared to, I think, in L.A. where that's part of the culture. Here in New York, I think it's also a lot harder to hide as a celebrity uh, because, you, you know, not that there's a lot of paparazzi, but I, it's not, it's everything so close together, I want to say. But also, too, on the Upper West Side, I wanted to mention, because my mom worked at ABC on the Upper West Side, it was, it's all, because they used to tape a lot of soap operas up there, even if you just went walking around, you would see these people that clearly looked like they were actors. So it wasn't a surprise to see, like, a lot of the soap opera actors or a lot of the TV news anchors up on the Upper West Side. And even, like, I think in the village, too, I feel like a lot of celebrities live down in Greenwich Village and the West Village, so it's not weird to see someone. But also in New York, like, people don't really want to bother you. It's such, it's, it's that mentality of, like, I am walking, please do not talk to me, please do not address me. So, yep. and I think there's that, very, there's, like, that mutual respect of, oh, that's really cool that I just saw, like, Sarah Jessica Parker, but I'm not going to be a crazy person and, and run up to her and bother her for a photo. Great. So, yeah, it's different when you're at a hotel or maybe you're at a theater and you're waiting for the person versus like you just see them on the street. I've, I've there's so many celebrities too I've seen randomly on on the street. I swear, remember the the little UPS store by FIT uh, on Avenue? Yes, I feel like yes. I'm kind of like trying to get a visual of this. I swear to you, I was in there, and I swear, Jonathan John Krasinski was in front of me, like sending a package or something. I swear with him, and it was like right after he married, or he was like, I know he was with um, Emily Blunt. Like I don't know if they were married yet or not, but I swear it was him. I swear it was him. Jamie, I love it. It's becoming kind of a celebrity episode, but I'm so into it. Because, Jamie, also, like, when you said that, maybe I told you before, but, like, for those who don't know, Jamie, you know the movie Center Stage, right? Yes. Okay. I told you. The one that played, I told you, um, not Cooper. I said the one that played, um, uh, what's his name? Super cute guy, dark hair. His real name is Sasha. He's a professional ballet dancer. Dark hair, that main character ended up being with kind of at the end. Oh, I've never seen the movie, but I know of okay. it. Right, that the basically like one of the main leads. I saw him, Jamie, literally at the at the post office in Hell's Kitchen when I lived there. It's like again, you. It's just like it's so normcore, Jamie. The, like the term normcore, like totally just like you know, all about the casual thing like that. I told you again, right? Like you said, beyond I think you know, we said again from being you know in a college in the middle of a city, a but also b you. There are so many celebrities who also have places in Chelsea. Do you know that? Like beyond- yes. Christian Siriano, people used to, I used to see him all the time around campus. I passed him before too. Love him and his boyfriend. I think, I think they're still boyfriend yeah. married now. I'm not sure. But. Oh no, I, they're not together anymore. I don't think. God, sorry. Okay. Well, just kidding. But anyways. Yeah, so- I don't, I think they broke up like a while ago. Wait, maybe. I'm sorry. Well, he was with, I think him at the time, but I guess yes. Brad. Yeah. Yeah. Brad. Do you mean also what's so do when I worked at B- Billy's? So do you bakery? So do again in Chelsea, but like lower in the, lower in the teens, like I said, before Jimmy you get to meatpacking and all that good stuff. Like I said, Ethan Hawk used to live around the corner from there. I told you Ethan, I said, sorry, um, Ethan Hawk, like I said, Emma Stone, like I said, Andrew Garfield, when they were together, lived around the corner, like I said. So it's like, um, I told you also before too, um, what's his face before he, um, before he died. I feel like I've already said this before on the pod, but that, 
the the guy Jimmy who was in Hunger Games and was also in some other movie. He was an Oscar nominee. Blonde hair, glasses. I have a drug overdose. He's a three part name. I know it's like a game. I'm sorry. He came into he came into Billy's one time too. And apparently lived in Chelsea. Anyways, I'm sorry. I'm gonna think of it and randomly blurt it out. Like, okay. Sorry. But, but kind of like I, I this might be a good time to transition. I was gonna say my last year of FIT is definitely when I went out more. Um, because I, and I'm not a big drinker anymore, but I definitely was a much bigger drinker when I first turned 21, I would say. But, um, kind of like we mentioned on the last week on the pod, I used to go out with like a bunch of our friends and we used to go out every Friday or Saturday night and we would go out and drink and have fun. And we'd go to like the bars and house kitchen and I'd get pizza after and come back at like three in the morning. (laughs) Nice, Jamie. Are you kidding? I feel like I had more of those after college, but still, like, because I think sometimes I worked on the weekends or I had things on Saturday morning. Yeah. But why don't we talk about after college a little bit now, since we've briefly mentioned. Um, oh, and kind of like what Krista said, too, with the um, with the, the gap that we used to have, the breaks at FIT, I was also, I was very involved in this one club. So if I wasn't, I so if I was, usually during the week, I would either be, like, in a meeting for them. We even had meetings at night. So I was usually very involved in the merchandising society and style shop. And if I wasn't doing that, yeah, I would be like in Terry's office with firm ambassador stuff, or I'd be napping. <laughs> I tried to always get a nap in if I could. Dude, also, what you mean? I would also sometimes, again, use like maximize time in college. I would sometimes use those random blocks of time and like run errands. If I had to like, you know, get this supply for class or like, you know, I need to get, you know, I want to shop for this today or like, you know, yeah. get Grocery, it depends because you know I always had a kitchen, so like get even on like a ton of food and cook, cook a lot in college. Even still in Kaufman, like have some food for yeah. the dorm. I used to take my my rolling cart, my old lady rolling cart, roll to Trader Joe's on the weekends. Everyone had those. Everyone had those. I didn't, but like so good. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I guess you may feel like you think after college, you how I'd use my time. I mean, I know especially in the city. I think I mentioned before, but again, after I kind of felt like okay. After, you know, a lot of kind of, like, ups and downs, trying to get a solid job after graduating college, when I had my, like, first big solid full-time job and everything, I was there for two years, um, I was going out a lot, um, usually on the weekends, certain, like, a small group of friends of mine that you know, too, we go out kind of thing, on usually, I think, Friday or Saturday, not, like, both, but, like, a certain night we go out, maybe usually Saturday, maybe we do, like, a small hangout on Friday, then Saturday night we go out dancing kind of thing, go out, you know what I mean? Me guys, exchange your number how many times, you know what I mean? Sometimes you get a date out of it. I've gotten a couple dates that way, like I said, but that was many moons ago. Um, but even still, it's like a lot of times, you know, going out to the bars, of course, you know, since we're being old enough. I'm not a drinker, but even still water on the rocks, hardcore, forever and ever. <laughs> and then just, you know, dancing, I get a Sprite kind of thing. But um, I feel like I was out dancing a lot on the weekends, for sure, after one working full time. And I think to me, a lot of times, again, I started getting into surf set. Hold on, I think a lot more fitness, like you mentioned before, beyond 305 and stuff too, Jamie. A lot of that, I feel like I wasn't able to really dive into any of the fitness scene in the city beyond just like, you know, running, of course, is free and like a good mental escape for me and like makes me feel great. Especially running along the West Side Highway when I lived in Hell's Kitchen after um, I had my first apartment after graduating. The best thing in the entire world. Oh my God, it's like the West Side Highway nearby. Obsessed yeah, with it. Yeah, I was going to say, guys, if you live in the city, the West Side has such much better paths than the East Side to walk and run. I mean, you could truly run up and down the entire West Side of Manhattan. Team, but I feel like the East Side, I feel like I find out more now. There's like, a, there's like a track over there, you, somewhere near you that people post about. There's a river walk, which I've never done. I had to ask my friend, I had to ask Jess the other day. I was like, where does the river walk actually start on the East Side? And she told me where it starts and how you can basically go down to like Soho. But then there's also another river walk on the Upper East Side. Um, I'm sure there's a track somewhere. I just, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but it's true. The West Side, no, but yeah, it's like, oh, so good. Like I told you, then it's like, you know, pushing and being on the West Side, so you can, like, run a bit along the West Side Highway, like I said, and you can also, like, go up to the High Line a little bit. Like, so I'd be the freak, you know, where obviously you run, there's a lot of people, not trying to be that, like, crazy asshole, kind of, like, running through, and like, no, you know, it's crowded enough there. Tourists, you know, and whatnot. Everyone's trying to, like, see the views, look at the artwork, and get some snacks right. in the High Line, but run by or walk by, and then kind of just, like, you know, maybe take kind of, like, an extended walk back up past, like, the Apple Store and stuff, and then, like, in meatpacking. Oh, stop. I love that area so much, Jamie. Yeah, it's <laughs> oh, a great area. West side to death. I don't care. I know you're east side now, and you're fine, but, like, I think... Well, I'll talk about that when it comes to the free time. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I think, guys, again, just, like, you know, after college, for sure, I think mainly, Jamie, you know, like we said, 
I felt like for sure, especially with my personal schedule, guys, I felt kind of like it was definitely, I know, Jimmy, a rough transition at first for me to be like, oh, wow, I think a lot of us too, you know, because Jimmy, again, you and I are both very involved on campus. Did you just feel like, you know, in addition to class and kind of on campus um, activities and having certain friends always close by, much different again to kind of, you know, get certain kind of group gatherings or any kind of friend hangouts or setting social time here and there. Whole other ball game when it comes to post grad because everyone, you know, maybe some people again we talked about before had gone back home or had, you know, had gone back kind of, you know, if maybe they're from the tribe. I was one of those. I went back home for a hot sack. My friend, you were one of those. I could be one of those. I'm not from like right nearby. You know what I mean? Most people, I think, either had to go all the way back home, which was like not an easy commute in kind of thing, a Metro North thing or anything along on railroad, just transit, whatever. But yeah, totally different. But still, I think a lot of times I was getting more into fitness, like I said. I think, Jimmy, I was either. Taking a few random classes, not a ton, because, again, money. But I think also, you know, once I had a full-time job again, at the time I was making a base pay plus commission, happened to be doing pretty well with sales. It was pretty nice. And I was like, hey, here we go. Let's, you know, take care of ourselves, meet the needs, meet the rent, all that jazz, loans, all this life. Um, and also, you know, like life skills and fun things. So definitely, you know, I said I was starting to get into facials that heyday. That was a big, big thing. Um, like I said, for me, for using kind of spare time, I guess, taking care of my health for sure. I was really big guys about also getting massages a lot because, again, at that time I had scoliosis before I had surgery. So IJME was always going to Faena European Spa on the Upper West Side. They're right near Columbus Circle. Highly recommend. They're super sweet European ladies. I've had many different services there. I've had, like, a seaweed body wrap there, a couple things. I know, so swanky. But, no, I think a seaweed body wrap there, a couple different um, massage types and everything. I think I got, a, I got a facial there once, but not my fave. Again, I'm heyday, I'm heyday to death. You know what I mean? Heyday skincare to death. But, um, again, like, that was kind of thing, a key for me for free time beyond, you know, a lot of times, guys, I'm working full-time jobs. Jamie, I think we said before briefly, I love to do dinner with friends. You know what I mean? Kind of thing where it's like I've always been someone, guys, to bring my lunch to work all the time your breakfast at home or maybe bring into the office, whatever kind of fit the day or what I was eating at the time of my um, of my life or so. I was usually a lot of times, you know, especially while being in the city still, before I even moved to Astoria, you know what I mean, after a couple of years post-grad, um, working on Women's Health Magazine and whatnot. Then when I went um, back to Astoria, especially was making more, I think, friend plans after work. You know what I mean? While I was still right in Manhattan, so before, you know, taking my subway back home and yeah, I think it just kind of depends on how I was feeling, but sometimes I do stuff on my own. I go for a run after work, or I go to surf set um, down in the East Village to um, take class and then eventually be co-teaching. And um, again, just like I had great community and friends there, their fellow trainers and just clients that used to go to surf set in New York City and the best people. So I did that again, three or five a little bit, Jamie. I think you and I did that a little bit on the weekends, you know what I mean, of course, when we got you to go into it, which was amazing. And yeah, I either do it to so do fitness classes so with um, with you, Jamie, a little bit after towards the end, or I was doing classes with some of my other friends for a bit, um, especially when my friends also like to do spin, which has never been my thing. The thing I mentioned before, again, Monster Cycle is the one spin that I'll touch because <laughs> I love it how music video kind of thing during class. So a lot of times, Jamie, yeah, either I was doing workouts with friends after, after working um, kind of thing, you know, like after my day shift when I had normal hours, like a 9 to 5, 9 to 6, 9 to 6, 30, depending on the day, compared to when I was working, like, eight to ten basically um my first job that I had post-grad for sure definitely it was like multiple steps of transition I guess you know as we're all getting used to different jobs because I don't do me for a bit you were still commuting I think when we first graduated for work and life yeah so I had to move back to Long Island when I graduated high, uh, college because I was still interning the internship I was at could not hire me full-time, but it was paid. And they said, if you want to basically be a full-time intern, we'll still pay you. And you can make some, I made like some sort of salary at least. So I, my dad said, you know, I'll pay for your ticket to go in. And luckily the office was right by the Long Island Railroad. So like it was around 35th street. So it was very easy. And my hours were pretty easy. Um, commuting was just hard. And then after work, it was hard to make dinner plans because I would get home late and or if we had like a work happy hour, I would come home late. Uh, so that was a little hard. And one of my best friends who we went to college with, she ended up also having to move home after um, we graduated instead of staying in the city, even though she had a full-time job. So one of the things that we used to do was if I wanted to meet up with friends, because I actually don't really have a lot of friends on Long Island. I really only talked to like one other person from high school and we both now work crazy jobs. So uh, I was hanging out with my parents all the time. Uh, and when I got my full-time job, the commute was just way too much with my hours. So my parents were like, you have to get back to the city. Like, well, we got to figure something out. 
But before that, my friends and I used to meet for brunch, like on the weekends, we'd pick a place in the city and I would come in a little later, maybe, and spend some time in the city. Uh, or I would, if I had friends still at FIT, I would come in and see them. But once I moved back, I think I thought that a lot of our friends who were still here, I thought I was going to hang out with friends more. And I really wasn't like, I was actually very lonely and I really had to figure out what to do with myself. And like Krista said, I moved to the East side and I did not know the East side of Manhattan really whatsoever. So I was constantly, I would con on the weekends, I would constantly still like go to Chelsea or I sometimes I would just like walk around the West village for no reason, just kind of wandering around. But I really didn't know what to do with myself, to be honest. Like I, and the friends that I thought would reach out to me to hang out weren't reaching out to me. And that I think kind of depressed me a little bit. And one of our friends did reach out quite a bit. So I would hang out with her, start hanging out with Krista. And uh, I just kind of started exploring different places like, okay, what's on the Upper East Side? What's on, what's down in Soho? I never really got to know Soho very well until I lived here. And finally, I was able to figure it out. And even living on the east side, I realized, oh, it's actually easier for me to get down there on the subway versus being on the west side. So kind of exploring that even exploring the lower east side a little bit, the East Village and, and whatnot. Um, yeah, or sometimes I would go out with Krista and, and our group of friends who she introduced me to. I also had a really great team at work. So the older I got, the more happy hours I would go to. I started going to more work events after work too, which was nice. Uh, and then I just, I just kind of had to like figure out what I wanted to do with myself. And, but definitely and once my friends started also coming back to the city, it was a lot of after work dinners or Friday night dinners we would do. And I started going to some like Jewish events with a friend after work, just to kind of like see what was going on and then working out as well. Like I started doing 305 fitness after work, which was a great outlet. I tried kickboxing for a little bit. Um, but yeah, and I just, I, and then I started going to Weight Watchers. Actually, Weight Watchers plays a huge part in this because I was always on Weight Watchers. I've been on Weight Watchers, like I said before, from the time I was 10 years old. And there was, I used to just go and weigh in and leave because I was a lifetime member. So I didn't, I just had to weigh in once a month. Uh, so finally I decided to start going to meetings. And honestly, that was like the start to my weekend. So every Saturday morning I would go down to Flatiron, go to the meeting. And then after that, I would kind of just like do what I wanted for the day, or maybe I'd meet a friend for brunch, or I could go to Soho and do my shopping and things like that. And then my cousin moved, both my cousins moved to the city when my cousins was still in college after we graduated college. So sometimes I would like go to Fidei and meet her, or we would do like a fun weekend adventure. And one of the fun things Krista and I love. And I love those. What? <laughs> you and I started doing Jimmy the weekends. Yeah, Chris and I, speaking of the, when she said she's a fat kid internally, Chris and I used to go on dessert adventures. <laughs> but we'd walk to the gym again, guys. Yes. Guys, you have to earn it. Come on. Like, again, guys, even walk though. Walk across and back on the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> oh, my, Jimmy, but yes, like, Jimmy, yes, that's what I'm saying. Is I feel like it again, like, I think, Jimmy, I think what started me on a lot of that is, again, with ambassadors and stuff, other kind of friends on campus, you know, do certainly maybe kind of. My weekend outings, like I told you, I think again very early on, like freshman sophomore year, I learned from a lot of fellow AMC friends. I had a lot of friends who actually happened to have apartments kind of off campus early on for whatever reason. That I was kind of friends with, kind of friendly with. You know, we're not super tight now, but we're still like in touch, and they're just like great humans. Um, we always had tons of class together, and we go to concerts together. And maybe they'd have like little kind of parties and gatherings at their house, their apartments. And I was like, they're so fancy. You got an apartment, anyways. But they're great. So then we're like Canadian and stuff. Who were who are in the city, of course, instead of living on campus and everything. A lot of them just, like, were older and had different situations. So, um, but they were, all, like, in my classes. So we became friends. And, again, that was, like, again, just, like, doing how you and I know. I love exploring, again, different food places, like we said, different areas and boroughs um, or neighborhoods. But more so, again, with the Brooklyn Bridge, you with the ice cream trip and everything and just, like, lemonade. I mean. Yeah, that, that was one of my favorite adventures. I also started going to museums more when I was older, like, on my birthday. Two years in a row, I think on my birthday, I used to just go to the Met because oh. there was always a new exhibit open around then. And so I would just go to the Met by my, yeah, I did this two years in a row. I went to the Met by myself. I would just go and explore. I mean, going to a museum with a friend is fine, but sometimes like your friend doesn't want to see the same exhibit you do or they're, they're tired and it's, it's just easier to go by yourself. And if you have a New York state license, by the way, it's still pay what you want at the Met. Uh, if you don't, if you don't, you have to pay what they tell you. It used to be pay what you want. 
like for anyone, but I think they were losing money. So they had to redo it. But I, and then I would go on the rooftop and like get a drink and sit on the rooftop and just like enjoy myself. But yeah, I used to do those things. Both of us, you got into like media and culture, I feel like more since graduating. You know what I mean? Kind of like I told you, like, you know, I used to go, I told you alone to the ballet. Like I said, not while we were in college. Okay, maybe once or twice. I used to do the same for Broadway shows. That's what I was thinking. You know what I mean? And like, I think it's so important, guys, again, to like, you know, Find what you like. And even, again, like Jamie said, too, even though, you know, she has friends, I'm sure, that want to go with her, too. And I have, like, people that I know that like, a couple friends are like, oh, yeah, I'd love to go with you. But it's, like, sometimes you kind of just, like, want that time with yourself. I don't know. It's, like, a weird little, like, personal self-date. It's kind of fun. Yeah, especially as an only child, I, I, love, I love doing things by myself. That's the thing. I'm very used to doing things by myself. I like doing things by myself on my time. I'm doing them when I want to. That's very much that. But I also don't mind – having friends. Our friend Jen, she was coming into the city a lot and she would stay with me and we would go to like karaoke at night and brunch in the morning and we started spending New Year's Eve together. That was really nice to, especially when I had, now that I have with my apartment, like it was nice to have friends over and have yeah. that time and, and all of that. I've had some friends over too, just like when my friends, she, like Jess, sometimes Jess just comes over and we have snacks and wine and we just chat. So, but yeah, that's kind of what, what I've, done I also found too that as I got older I was going to mention this I found I feel like I go to the doctor a lot more Jamie <laughs> like I, I always had I, I was going in my free time or even during work like I, I was going to the doctor more I mean you've also you've had like stuff come up I mean I think all of us know when you go through different different periods of your life and whatnot like hello health yeah. stuff comes up, also know? I was changing doctors too like I was trying to change my doctors from Long Island to here in New York City. Yeah, like my, my first year that I was working, I had to get an allergy test done on my back. So I had to go to like the dermatologist for basically like three days straight during the week. Like I would go there like eight in the morning and then go to work or, um, you know, things like that. Or maybe I just had to go get a physical and, you know, they can only do the physical at 9 a.m. and you got to go and do that. So how important though, you? I think Jimmy, also because what we get off our parents' insurance at a certain age. You know what I mean? So it's like after that, even too, like oh new things. You know what I mean? We're already past that. You know what I mean? So it's like new funky things. New funky things, <laughs> and also too, I think I mean I made more friends at work. So then I started going to happy hour more with. I had a, a nice core group of friends at work, and for a, maybe like six months to a year, we were going to happy hour like every Friday at like six thirty on the dot. And we'd be like, done, 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 happy hour, let's go. Um, and I think our bosses actually liked seeing that, that there was like a nice group of us and we would go. And I remember my boss being like, oh, I'm so happy you're making friends. And I made friends with one girl at work who loves RuPaul's Drag Race. And we went to a few drag shows together. Um, I would still go to concerts by myself because I'm a weird person like that. Uh, but yeah, so things, things like that. But also too, I would make sure to split my time. And I think I... Well, I'm kind of doing this now too. I would, you know, if I really felt like I needed to, I'd, I knew I could go home to my parents and uh, I knew I could spend some time out there. Like, especially in the summer, I used to go home a lot. My parents have a pool and it, the pool wasn't open in the summer, but, you know, I could at least do that um, or my parents would want to do some things. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm trying to think what else I've done while they were older. But. I feel like I'm, I feel like I started focusing more on myself versus like in college, which was very new. So. Yeah. I think that's our, that's like the twenties define you. It's like you figure out who you are. I think it's almost like until you're, until it's like, you know, we're all in college, you know, you don't think about like your identity and who you are and follow. I mean, you know, aside from people obviously coming out, if they have, you know, a different sexual orientation and they maybe discover that early on or whatnot, I just think in general, kind of like as a person, as a human we are, and what kind of our places in the world or philosophical, whatever kind of deep you want to get, like I feel like some of that kind of enters into our brains. Definitely, I'd say more post-college and just like as we get older. And to me, because again, obviously, hello, as all of us get older, our relatives get older, our, you know, mm-hmm. family members who get older. I think your friend like, groups change like we've spoken about too. That's huge. And that, and that, again, like that, I think just definitely, you know, comes into play. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, I definitely had that this week too of like figuring out like, yeah, just again, I had that, I think, transition hard enough when I first moved back home, you know, again, after leaving the city, it's like, hey, my friends are all, you know, I had some friends here, but like my main friends are all in New York and then, you know, slash Jersey area or whatever. And I'm just like, wait, okay, so now it's very like splittish, which is fine. It's just, I don't know. It's kind of hard to feel like you're a monkey in the middle. Yeah. 
Oh, and I felt like I had to grow up even at work because my, the first team I worked on, the, my boss and her counterpart, I used to like joke and call them mom and dad because they really, they were like bringing me up. I feel like, they, I felt like they were like raising me <laughs> when I was at work. And then I had to deal with the transition of the fact that like one of them left and the other one got pregnant and left. And you know, that was really hard to, and I moved teams and like, it was really hard to not even just have them at work anymore because I was so reliant on them. And I really had to kind of step up and grow up and, and come into my own in the office versus always having to rely on them. So that's true too. But I was thinking, Jamie, also what you said before, beyond about like the friend thing, I think also, you know, like more so I realized, I mean, post FIT, you know, I always had part-time jobs in college, again, like, at different places in the city, like I said, different, like, you know, food service kind of jobs, of course. And, I mean, I met also a really solid chunk of groups of friends of mine, I'm saying, you know, from food jobs that I worked, you know. Maybe sometimes I wouldn't always see them outside of work. Well, most of my friends, actually, that I met while working at Alice's Teacup, the restaurant. I was there for, like, almost three years or so in college. I worked there also part-time after college before I got my full-time. And those are still some of my really close friends now that, you know, are just in my life in whatever kind of way it suits both of our needs, I guess. And the fact that like friends that I had, you know, that I met before at FICA or Billy's, you know, like all, like I was still seeing a lot of them, I think, after college. FICA, I worked at after college. I mean, you kind of hang out separately. And yeah, it's just, I think, I, I don't know, I love having different people I feel like you kind of pick up in different ways. You know what I mean? You kind of maybe they're making friends through college or certain clubs or, you know, obviously you meet friends, like I said, through, like I said, through friends of friends. Also, that happened a lot for me. I feel like also more so when I was going out, you kind of meet like friends of friends or so and so, so and so kind of thing. Just like, people kind of compiling and then also um beyond i was thinking of too besides just yeah i said doing fitness classes too like i said you kind of have a new community i feel like i'm just you know maybe see somebody in class a lot i guess i'm not someone who meets a lot of friends that way but just you know i feel you kind of just get familiar with different people and you realize that was me with weight watchers like yeah yeah, like we go every week and i started like everyone that everyone starts knowing who someone is or you know if someone doesn't show up one week you're like oh we're so and so and um, yeah, like I brought my dad to two of the meetings when he stayed over, uh, for something and, uh, he came and I was like, Oh dad, this is so-and-so, this is so-and-so, this is so-and-so. Like it, it just becomes like a little, a little group. Not so much now that we're virtual, but still even the virtual meetings, it's still a lot of the same people from my group that, that come on and we're all like, hi, so-and-so, so-and-so, how are you doing? Like, yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's to me, I think it's because like little ways to kind of find almost like your little mini families in different ways. Like you said to me again, from coworkers, you know, from, I don't know, like I said, just like people maybe, you know, for any place that you, you know, again, pre-COVID or whatnot, maybe you see virtually now for however that's adjusted for you, kind of like, you know, your little small intimate family and group maybe that, you know, these people maybe you don't spend a ton of outside time with, but you kind of are, you have that nice commonality and you see each other for a certain reason, a thing you do maybe like again once a week or something, that's pretty special. I think that's important, too, as you get older. You know what I mean? To have people in those kind of little side pockets of your life, which is always nice. Yeah. Diversify your portfolio, guys. When it comes to friends, when it comes to finances, I don't know. I'm just kidding, Jane. But you know what I mean? Like, when it comes to zodiac signs in your life, just kidding. I don't know. I think it's just, I think it's just, again, I'm learning, I think, more than ever before, especially the last couple months, how much we can, like, how much I feel like I learn from those around me and stuff, too, and who I spend my time with. And, yeah, I think I really appreciate that. And, lately, I'm just kind of like, Oh, I mean, I've always liked people, but I'm just like, damn, I like people. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So, you know, again, I'm realizing, again, like, great friends you have and just like you, Jamie, and just, yeah, different things happening in life. It's just, I think it hits you more as you get older. I don't know, especially in these weird times, you're kind of figuring out, like, again, what matters, like we said before, and what kind of actually, like, keeps you feeling happy. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. So true. So true. <laughs> and I see with my parents, too, you know, things that make them happy now were you know, didn't make them happy later, or even my, my parents with their friends, like some of their friends, they have this one friend in particular, and they just kind of like pulled back a little bit because they didn't, you know, she was just kind of annoying them, and she was all over the place. They didn't want to hang out with her anymore. My mom was making new friends in theater. My dad was becoming friendlier with people at our synagogue, like, you know, little little things like that. But then my mom also has some of her best friends have been her best friends since childhood, which is crazy. So, yeah. Even though those friends come in and out of her life, too. Yeah, that's, I think that's a hard part, too, I know, about the, like, you know, come and go thingamajig. Like I said, again, do you know, I think what they said before, maybe, like, the whole, I think we talked about the saying before, maybe not, the whole, like, someone's in your life for, like, a season or a reason or a lifetime. Yes. 
but yes, got sick. Again, I feel like that applies more to a relationship thing, maybe dating somebody. I take it that way because it's definitely true. But I know um, in general, you know, I think that can be true, guys, either too. Like maybe less of a family member, but more so I think for sure to any people that come into your life, maybe, you know, a coworker you became very close with in a certain amount of time in your life or – I know, again, certain, you know, people that I worked with, like I said, certain jobs, you know, and people, maybe like I said, that I had in my life, they were very close to me. And maybe, you know, again, maybe these people guys are still in your life that kind of just like, they step back a little bit and they're less, maybe as prominent in your daily life. I don't know. I just think that's very fascinating now. And like I said, maybe also it's in my brain because again, I had a wedding I went to the other night and one of my cousins, her maid of honor, she has been friends with for 25 years, which is crazy. And she's literally like, what, 31 or so. So it's just like, yeah, friendships guys can, you know. They're definitely huge. I know for men and women, of course, and everyone, you know, just like very different ways that we have people in our life, social interactions, and the value of that is super priceless. Yeah. Before we end, Krista, do you want to talk about your experience going to a wedding during COVID? Yes, I can, guys. So before we get to our favorites, I'll keep it brief, guys. So I was telling Jamie before this, again, guys, last night I had my first COVID wedding, I guess. I know, guys, again, we said before, again, I'm located in Vermont, guys. Every state is different right now. Also, every person has their own, you know, health concerns and anxiety and fears about this. Again, a lot of places, of course, and venues and weddings have been canceled this year. Again, for good reason, depending on who's able to come and whatnot. My, um, I had a relative, like I said, who was married last night, who got married successfully. Very exciting. I'm saying because this is a good cousin of mine who, her and her now husband, it's crazy, they were dating for several years. He's a great guy. They're terrific together. They're both at a period of time where they both, you know, feel stable in their jobs, good in their life, and they want to be married. But also, I know for them, the reason why they were so adamant about having their wedding still happen this year, maybe beyond their own personal reasons in the 2020 year and, you know, whatever kind of everyone's maybe like, oh, good good juju, even though it's been kind of a shit show. Um, they wanted to have it this year. They also, I know, wanted to make sure just because of how they're raised and their beliefs, they wanted to get married before they had kids. And they want to have kids soon because, again, with the aging of both of them and just like where they are in their lives. And I know they both have very several many friends in their lives who are married with kids. So that too. Again, guys, with that being said, um, the wedding, A, was outdoors. So one thing, you know what I mean? Outdoor wedding, okay. More ability to space out. Also, guys, they had it by the water. So even though we had a big tent, of course, because like weather dependent, and it was kind of like kind of rainy and cold last night, um, where the wedding was here in Vermont, different part from where I am from. And they had the ability to make it. People could spread out, like I said. They could be walking outside if they didn't want to be in the tent. It was like a big super tent. You know what I mean? Kind of like a big event tent. It wasn't like a small little like, hello. <laughs> you know, like we're camping. No, it was like, again, ginormous event tent. Um, I think by Vermont Tent Company. Anyways, they do a lot of great performance things under tents. But the fact that also I know the bride and the groom, they both had several members of a part of the bridal party and groomsmen party, I guess, who chose not to be a part of it because of their comfort with the virus. Okay, that too. But also some of them, of course, a lot of people they had chosen and wanted to have come, family and friends, were unable to if they weren't able to, you know, basically anybody out of state basically didn't attend. You know what I mean? Because they either, you know, couldn't because of the risk, but also depending on their job, dealing with the whole quarantine to go back and forth. Even though everyone, guys, kind of has their own situation now, work from home, not everybody can just, like, take a trip and then self-quarantine. Again, everyone has their own living situations. You know what I mean? So it's like, again, it's everyone. It's based on everyone's own personal judgment. So a lot of better staters basically didn't come. It was mainly guys like a very Vermont wedding in the sense that I think most people that all were there or from Vermont, you know what I mean? Had been in Vermont the whole time. Again, you know what I mean? We had to all like sign certain things, of course. There was oh, hand really? Yep, we had to like sign things before. There oh, was wow. hand sanitizer on every table. Um, again, we I told you a couple things. So like, yes, we wore masks, of course, you know, while getting food and like, you know, except for eating at the table. They had also every table kind of centered by family or household. Jimmy, so it was safe for that way. So it was like, okay, you're sitting at this table, it's everyone who maybe you drove with. Like, I'm sorry. If you don't feel comfortable, like, you know, without a mask, with a mask, whatever, eating from people next to you, and you live with these people, that's your own business. But you know what I mean? It's kind of what else are you going to do when you have a big event and you have to come people together. They didn't want to mix families for people's discomfort with that. You know what I mean? So that was the whole thing, too. And I didn't, I guess, particularly notice, but I think it definitely felt like things were more spaced out, I'm sure, because of the virus, too. You know what I'm saying? Tables weren't, like, weren't arms reach apart at all. You know what I mean? Again, the way we were located and stuff. Um, and so, again, guys, the way that they did it, you know, we all went up, like I said, catered the fact that also, I know everyone's different. There's a lot of different things about weddings that I'm not the super pro on, but it was catered in the sense that we all went up to get our food, but we didn't handle anything. You know, they had people, of course, 
all wearing masks and gloves who are serving stuff to us and for the drinks too. Just like, I feel like it was just different than a previous wedding for many reasons, of course, but just, again, I don't go to weddings a ton. So I'm not like, oh, is this very unnormal? But I know that just the way they had, the way food was given and drinks and beverage, like all of it was just, you know, very well. They were handling it. You know, the company that was there, where they paid for catering there, the, I think it was the same we met the owner who was there, super nice guy, who was like in charge of the facility, the wedding venue, because by the water here, a place called Lake Willoughby, beautiful. Um, in the rain, not so beautiful, but even still, it was really nice. Um, so it was kind of raining off and on. And I think that's the key was, you know, there was tons of sanitizer. They had a lot of gloves available. Again, it was like wear your mask, you know, full-time kind of thing. But however, they were not mandating, obviously, you know, a mask on the dance floor. Like, you know, everyone's different. You know, it wasn't like, okay, let's all just like not be safe. No, of course. Many people, like I said, in the bridal party, they work in the hospital. They're nurses. So again, a lot of people I feel like we're there who, you know, are medical professionals or wear different kind of PPE protective when they're already at work. So some of them have their own kind of, you know, concerns. And also I know I had some family there who were pregnant and some younger kids and stuff. So again, everyone has their own thing. Um, people definitely still at their distance. There wasn't a lot of touching with, you know, those we weren't comfortable with. But again, my cousin that got married, like her and her immediate family, they're very close relatives of mine. I have seen them a smidge during this time, and we're very comfortable with each other, so we were hugging them, but not touching anybody else, you know? But again, everyone has their own comfort. It wasn't like, oh, this was very normal. Um, so yeah, it was just, you know, it was very different. I'm saying the way they had layout, the way the whole run of show, I consider it with my event brain. There seemed to be a lot more timing in between, so you know, they have this kind of part of the night happen. Okay, this, and we had a big gap of time, made people to walk outside, but also the majority of the people that were there, Jamie, after the party had already been cut down so much, left right after dinner so they didn't even say i'm saying you know to like see the kind of whoopie pie cutting thing they did for their cake whatever um and the fact that like for like the dance floor afterwards again it's only a small group of us who were who stayed for that part and most people also didn't want to do it but i mean we were in our own family like i said corner and the ones who were there they could still dance with masks on they were doing their thing um i felt totally safe the whole time also because i know this family very well they're very close relatives of mine close cousins of mine they're like my you know, first cousins that i you know, again, very close to, and we communicate with, like, my mom is very close to, obviously, it's, like, her brother, you know what I mean, and, like, his wife and stuff, so, it was very odd kind of wedding, but that was amongst a lot of different factors, but the virus definitely was a challenge, I know, um, a lot of people, of course, like, in the maid of honor speech and the best man's speech, they were saying how they know the couple in general had already gone through so many hurdles, so I guess the venue for a while, they almost were gonna, you know, say, okay, we're not gonna be able to open this year, you know what I mean, we have to cancel the event, but again, Jamie, I don't know what the finances and stuff. These things are booked so far in advance. They weren't going to be allowed a refund. So it's like, I don't know. You know what I mean? All, there's a lot, of, you know, a lot of funky stuff when it comes to that, guys. Excuse me, because when it's money and it's big, big dollars you're dropping here and you reserve so much planning in advance for a wedding, I don't know how lenient everyone's being right now with the change of events with the virus and, you know, the party size of the wedding drastically decreasing. You know what I mean? So again, guys, I think, again, it totally depends on your state. Depends on your personal comfort. But even, again, my 91-year-old grandmother went with a mask, and she didn't stay very long, but she still went. She wanted to be there to celebrate. You know what I mean? Just kind of support my cousin. So she felt fine. But, again, like, you know, everyone had their own table, like I said, guys, spread out, and they're with whoever kind of they came with, basically, or they live with. And, um, and yeah, basically, guys, I told you, like, people that didn't feel comfortable going didn't go. And that's totally fine. You know what I mean? It's just the way it was. I know it's just more I know hard for, of course, the ones who are getting married because, of course, everyone wants all their favorite people to be there for their wedding. And it's just... But that's the tough part, too, about this time, how they're all saying, you know, it's, I guess they've gone through a jungle to make it happen. I don't know a lot of the behind the scenes, but I just hear, I've heard a couple things. And, um, again, it was a decent wedding. It was great. It was fun. My feet are still kind of sore today from dancing. Again, it was a short-term dance party because of how they're trying to space everybody out and make sure, you know, people were kind of, like, leaving if they wanted to at the time before a dance party happened. So it wasn't, you know, many, many people on top of each other, of course, because it was not, not the plan. So we were all, again... I feel me and I kept to our corner kind of thing. You know what I mean? So, but again, guys, just, just so you know, again, things are possible in this time. It's just, it's very different. Again, depends on yourself and depends on, again, your state. Like, everyone has their own rules right now and laws. You know what I mean, too, with, like, governing about, about making sure, okay, what's allowed to happen right now within safety and health reasons for, I think, CDC guidelines or whatever the, you know, your governor's decided and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. But yeah, sorry, that was kind of longer than I wanted to. I'm sorry. But yeah, guys, like I said, random event. Jenny, what's some of your favorite spend this week? Alrighty, daddy. So <laughs> a follow-up to last week. I mentioned the show Kingdom that is on Netflix. So the reason why I never saw it is because it was on DirecTV. That's why I never saw it. 
So it's on Netflix. Nick Jonas is in it. It's from, it started in 2014. I thought it had one season. It actually is three. No way. Yeah. The first season is, so here's the thing about the show. I've been watching it. I want, I'm a hundred percent in it. (laughs) The storyline, it drags, like I'm very much get to the point. Storyline drags quite a bit in both seasons. Season two is much better than season one. You also see more of Nick Jonas in season two. But I've been watching it. It's not bad. It's very intense. It's very dramatic. Also, there is way more nudity in it than I remember than I thought. And there's a lot of blood, a lot of sex. And I'm just like, okay, I guess we're doing this. So if you're going to watch it, just be aware of that. Discretion. What's it, what is it called? Like discretion. Discretion. Discretion advised. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so just be aware. Just be aware. That, uh, and, there's, oh, and there's a lot of drugs involved, too. So Really? It's like all, all the hard-rated R stuff, Jamie, is like coming in one. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so I've been liking that. The other two things, other three things I have, excuse me. Um, I, the chair I'm sitting in, my, I love my office chair. I just got an office chair. But uh, we'll link this in the episode just because this office chair was super easy to set up and it wasn't crazy, crazy expensive. So if you guys are looking for an office chair, this is a great buy. I got it on Overstock. I think it comes in blue as well, but it was a great buy, super easy to put together and it's very comfortable. Uh, and then the other two things I have are, uh, the Stasher snack bags, the silicone bags. I bought one off of Thrive Market, which I'm a little mad at Thrive Market. My shipment is very delayed and I'm not happy about it. It was supposed to come on Friday. Now it's not coming till Tuesday. I ordered this stuff over a week ago. Did they send you a thing? You being like, are they still delayed because of the virus and everything? They weren't, and then they told me that my package might be delayed. They said it would ship late, but it didn't. It didn't ship late, but I, I think FedEx is delayed. I wanted to order something soon, too, but the last time I ordered from them, you, it was, like, very delayed. But, again, I feel like every package I've ordered has been significantly delayed, and they're, like, especially when you want food, Jamie, it's important. I want my snackies. I ordered snacks. I want my snacks. <laughs> but love Sasher bags, you. I have a couple of those I've used before, and I worked at Rehab Jam. I yeah, gym. so – I always have people at Weight Watchers with them, but the reason I really loved them is I had some leftover food I needed to freeze, and I don't have any freezer bags. I have freezer paper, but I was I Googled it, and I was like, can you use them in the freezer? And it said you could, and they worked really well. And, it, and I had some, some residue in there. It washed really well, dried really well, so I'm very, very impressed. And then the last thing I have is a new shampoo that I've been using. Because I ran out of, I use a shampoo called Free and Clear, which is great if you um, if you have like a lot of allergies. It has like nothing in it. But I went to Bed Bath and Beyond and they didn't have it, and I was like, crap. So I stood in the shampoo aisle for like twenty minutes because they have too many to choose from. And the one that seemed to fit best of what I needed is from Fakai. It's their Super Strength shampoo, and it's it comes in this little blue bottle. It's the, this one is vegan, cruelty free, and the bottle is made of 95% recycled plastic, but it's a really good shampoo. I think my hair has actually been shedding less since I have used it and it smells good. And it's a nice, easy bottle. Like it's really great for storing in a, in a small bathroom. So yeah. Wait, Jamie, I love that. Lisa, I know, dude, love how you got an office, office chair. How are you loving it? Oh my God. And my, my back is, is thanking me flushy. now. It is, it's, it's pretty plushy. Um, I wanted a velvet one, but the velvet ones were really expensive. They were like $130. And this one was, I think, like $110, which isn't bad. Well, they did overstock you. Their commercials are the best. Their Christmas commercials are my favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, a, it was a good buy. I think it was on sale. They were having like a sale at the time too, but it, it got here pretty quickly. And the only thing was that it looks magenta in person and on the picture it looks a little more pink. I mean, it still works. I like the color, Jamie, from what I can see. But I know you like your pink, but that's super cute. I'm into it. Yeah, it's much better than my kitchen chair. Do you love how, like, you love how broad our topics are become? Guys, our, our favorites, you guys, are become to, like, office furniture. Like, how sexy is that? I love it. I'm so into it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Um, this year, this week, okay. So, actually, yeah, I kind of have, like, oddball things this week. Okay, let's just go with it. Um, yeah. A, I mean, I don't think I've mentioned this before, but... I think I mentioned before, I've used guys like the Origins Variety Pack, these like small little travel packs I've gone before of them. I think I literally purchased it directly 
from Origins when I went to last in Florida forever ago, like a year or so ago. You know what I mean? These small, cute little products. I'm really guys liking lately. More and more, I'm kind of like really appreciating how great this product is. They're oil-free, um, energy-boosting gel moisturizer. They have it at Sephora and stuff too. It's like a little orange container. And they have like an eye cream that's like super round, but I have a cute little container. It's a nice gel moisturizer. I guys obviously always use moisturizer with SPF, but however, I like this product if maybe, you know, Maybe I've had a full day, but like I still maybe have like plans later on in the day. Maybe I'll just like maybe refresh my face if I don't want to like wash my face and then put the moisturizer, my serum and moisturizer all back on again. I'll just kind of put this moisturizer on top of again my already SPF face. So sorry, words. Already put it on top of it. So it's kind of like I'm already sun protected. Before I'm going to go maybe either, even after dark, guys, you know, it's still like got to make sure you're protected from the sun. Even though there's no light rays, you can still, there's damage involved. Um, if you know what I mean, you have like PM plans with a friend or also like the other night, maybe like sometimes after, after all shower, if it's not like too late at night because then you don't want to like wake you up. It doesn't like super alert you, but it's a little more kind of like energizing for your face and it feels to be super gentle. It's very light, guys, moisturizer. And again, I love like the energy boosting effect. I think it has ginseng in it, which is super awesome. It tastes great in green tea. So I love like a skin, but also like a drinkable thing, but you don't, you don't eat the moisturizer. Don't worry. It's just a great product. <laughs> Anyways, that's again, origins. I'll link that of course, as always. And Random little thing to me from Thrive Market. Again, this isn't new. I haven't purchased from them in a bit, and I really need to because although I have a monthly membership as always, I just haven't like ordered again because of life and delays and money and food and cupboards and space. Um, I love though, guys, my spirulina powder from Thrive Market. It's like Thrive Market brand, like generic, not like super spiffy, but spirulina, guys, is like a plant-based protein. Everyone's like, ew, it's like a blue-green algae. It looks gross. Stop. It blends so easily with like a frozen banana. With again, that's like a think a two teaspoons or so of the spirulina. Again, it's plant based plant based protein. Again, there's like no flavor to it, but it just kind of has maybe kind of like a little bit like of a green algae smell, but it's not like super stinky. It blends it with like coconut almond milk I use, unsweetened coconut almond milk. It's just great. And I had it yesterday morning and just wonder on people that is again, there's great ways to kind of get a little protein here and there. And it can be simple. And I know some of my friends also will like mix that into yogurt and stuff too. Um, Shailene Woodley talked about spirulina forever ago um, before it was like hip, but it's not anything new guys. It's just like a fun fact how, you know, when you get certain health products, Jamie and I mentioned again, Thrive Market before you can get, just like I said, like their Thrive Market brand for some of these goods are totally fine. Maybe not like the highest quality, but still a decent amount. And again, guys, it's great to get protein, like I said, obviously in, um, in general for your diet, but also the fact that, I mean, I'm not a crazy big meat person, like only certain a bit, certain times of the day or else I feel like very full and it's like light and just the color's kind of pretty. It's like aquamarine when it blends and I'm like super individuals. So anyways, fun fact, <laughs> spirulina powder, again, we'll link it. And then Jamie, my last little thing, I, guys, am a newly um, downloaded Duolingo. This is not like a super new app, but if anyone doesn't know, guys, people who maybe are looking to travel or maybe those who have traveled in the past, maybe they've studied before a certain language in school but wanted to kind of brush up on their skills, Duolingo, guys, spelled D-U-O and a capital L-I-N-G-O. You can learn English, Spanish, I, it's French, I believe you can... There's probably like Italian and a lot of other languages on there. I haven't gone through the full list of those. You know what I mean, Jamie? But I know, again, guys, um, I did French in school. I did a little bit of Spanish in school. But um, I am obviously I have a lot of Spanish-speaking friends here in Vermont and also talking a lot, of course, with um, a Spanish-speaking man or so in my life. But um, it is great to kind of have, you know, extra verbiage guys to use. And also, why not break out a language and freak somebody out? They're like, oh, what would you say? And it's like, don't you want to know? I don't know, I like to have like skills in my back pocket. It's a free app, guys, and I like it because there's a lot of really great positive reinforcement in it. Like to be like, oh, reminder today, you want to earn your next like star or point. And I love that. That is so key, guys, not only to keep anyone kind of like on top of their game, but also to kind of positively encourage you like, oh, okay, let's do it. And it can literally be, guys, you can spend as much time as you want on it. If you want to, again, learn a new language, like I said, or kind of, like I said, refresh your mind. Again, I did Spanish, like I said, two semesters at FIT in college. I did French for five years. My family's French-Canadian and stuff, so it's like, it just depends. But I have a lot of friends, like I said, here who I'm seeing often in my small kind of close group that I've kind of spent time with during the virus and such who speak Spanish fluently, and I don't want to be the outcast. So they also speak English, but I don't want to, you know, not be able to, like, adapt to them, of course, and, like, be able to share the conversation when they're speaking their own language. So it's just a fun skill right now. And I mean, Jamie and I talked about guys, again, it's like a weird time. I mean, why not? If you have a little bit of your time, pick up some little skill, which again, is affordable, aka free right now. It's a free app. And B, you know, again, you can kind of just pick and choose when it's convenient for you. And you want to just maybe, you know, I do a couple minutes before bed. And it sounds funny, but it's like then I'm like speaking Spanish into my phone and it's so fun. So 
yeah, I was surprised at how good I like how much Spanish I remember. I was trying to learn French on it, and I was like, this con- this language is just way too complicated. So then I added Spanish, and I was like, oh. And then it, and then I I put that I like knew some, and and now I'm like, oh, I'm pretty good at this. I forgot. <laughs> You do the you do the assessment test because that's also a great feature, guys. You take an assessment test, see what level you should be taking. I think I did that for Spanish because French I wrote like I've never taken any French or or anything. I don't know any French, but the French is so hard. I'm way more. In, the Spanish is just so much easier. It's so funny. It's also funny. People, excuse me, sorry. People always said that in high school, and I was like, I mean, again, I think like it's just like I don't know. I took Spanish in middle school, then high school. I did honors French, whatever. It's just like. I mean, I don't know. I went to Paris, and obviously, and like again, my grandmother again like speaks French. She'll speak English all the time too, but then she forgets some French words now. But also, it's different. The dialect, you know, like Spanish-speaking countries, is different in certain countries. It's also very different. Friends, Canada, Canadian French to France French, Parisian French, very right. different. Very different. So well, it's like I thought. I, I I love how you can do like it's almost like unlimited the amount of languages you can do. So I added Hebrew. I was like, oh, maybe I'll learn Hebrew, but then I did it, and I was like. So in Hebrew, there's vowels, there's like little symbols, so you know how to read the word. But if you know Hebrew fluently, there's no vowels, you just know what the word is. And I, and, I, and that's how they have it on there. And I was like, nope, nope, can't do it, can't do it. Don't know what any of these things are. I didn't know Hebrew was on there too, that's so fun. Yeah. Stop it. Again, guys, like honestly, it's just a great app. I think, I mean, A, if you have a friend or a family member or a loved one or someone that you care about and you want to, you know, Show appreciation for them. Like, hey, most people guys learn English when it's not their first language. That's incredibly difficult for so many people. They keep telling me that. And, like, we all don't realize it. If, you know, we've only been taught one language our main life. Maybe, Jamie, you know, again, like, you know, you know, other languages from your family or such, you know, religion and things. Even still, if you just kind of know one language, you don't, like, think about it, it's hard to learn a different language. You know what I mean? So it's also really cool to, again, I don't know, I like to kind of, you know, keep my own stock value high. Be like, oh, yeah, I'm more, you know what I mean? I don't know. Like, bring something to, like, any kind of relationship or friendship and stuff, not be the odd duck out so and it's free friends and it's, it's like easy. a game honestly that's what it feels like jamie and i love that oh my gosh stop so good so yeah friends like you give a fun mix of things from jamie and i today hope you enjoyed our episode guys again another reminder new episodes coming out on tuesday instead of friday here we go again so yes jamie yeah here we go this tuesday tuesday guys 8 a.m new episode like i said as always, you know, I always tell you on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, available anywhere else uh, your favorite podcast can be listened to. Yeah. Rate us on, on, on Apple. Rate us on Apple. Five stars only, please. And <laughs> leave a review. Love you guys. That'd be great. <laughs> please. Oh, my God. Wait, Jamie. How about this? Yeah. Anyone leaves a review? I mean, positive or negative, but please only five stars only. But uh, we'll – Obviously, reshare it on o- at OMG Stop Pod Instagram. So, like, bam, you'll have like abstract little, you know, funnel to people. Jamie and I, guys, also, if anyone says anything great about us, we also share it on our personal, you know, Instagram accounts, which have like much more bigger following. So, yeah. it'll be so popular, people don't even know you. So, get excited. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Sounds yeah. good. Well, bye for now, guys. Bye. Ciao for now. <laughs>